Okay, I'm here at uh, Casual Connect, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Keith Maxey. I'm the president of Cerebral Vortex Games. And uh, what types of games are you guys working on? What platform stuff? Well, we're doing a, a mix. We're actually doing online games, PC downloadable games, and we're also doing iPhone games right now as well. Um, why PC downloadable and iPhone? Why not PC downloadable and then Flash? What, what was the decision to skip straight to mobile? Well, the funny thing is, we're actually doing our PC downloadable games in Flash. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so what we're doing is we're actually wrapping them in it. We, we've come across some stuff where we're able to wrap our Flash games so we can they look native C++ oh, okay. uh, built games. So that's one of the ways that we can actually kind of hide that. It also reduces the footprint of our games. So yeah. we, we just did, we completed a hidden object game called Mysterious Worlds, The Secret of Oak Island. And that game, instead of having a footprint of 100, or I talked to somebody today, 150 megabytes. Our game weighs in only at 32. Oh, perfect. So okay. it's perfect way to actually develop in Flash. It's really quick, really fast, and you also don't have to worry about a mega footprint for yeah. the uh, for the downloadable one. Well, since you already developed in Flash, have you thought of releasing them online, or is, the, is it just the business model that doesn't facilitate the online stuff? Well, the, that's the other benefit of actually doing it in Flash. This is why I don't understand why nobody else does it. Yeah. Uh, what happens is that we're able to, to build the game in Flash. We can actually release uh, uh, like trial versions, and we actually stripped out uh, certain components of the game so that it's still the same game but here's our you know here's our trial or here's a advertised version here's uh, whatever version so we we can actually modify it uh, each each build in a variety of different ways so every game can have 10 different releases which is great um, so you transitioned from flash um, and you also now do iPhone stuff um, can you talk more about that and how did you come about that decision for your studio to make iPhone games well, the iPhone, one of the things that came up is that we, were, we wanted to branch out in, into a different platform, and we already knew that the iPhone was going to be one of the really cool, sexy hot sellers for a while. And it certainly is, and it's proving out to be that way. And we also found it very quick and easy to develop for. Uh, one of the games that we're actually doing is called Ghost Breaker, and that's our augmented reality game. And in regards to that one, we actually, you know, we had to use an engine in order to get very quick prototyping. Uh, we're using the Unity 3D engine for that. Oh, and wow. Yeah, and it's... it's so, so you used the iPhone SDK on top of Unity then, right? Yeah. Okay. Ba basically, the two of them are combined because we're actually using both the camera and the 3D capabilities of Unity in order to blend, uh, as an augmented reality game, blend in the game world with the real world. So that the two of them are fairly seamless. Okay, and um, when is this uh, augmented reality game going to come out then? Well, we actually have our marketing campaign. We're starting on that right now, where we're going to poster a few uh, major metropolitan cities in North America. Um, and we're going to have this really cool campaign. It actually goes into the backstory of who this this uh, sort of snake oil salesman from the from the 1800s Victorian uh, era. Uh, his name is Alistair Wycroft, the uh, Esquire, and he he basically comes across this whole theory about breaking down the real world and the ghost world and how to cross over. And you know, uh, it's it's because we're able to utilize the technology he built, sort of steampunkish and. And uh, it allows us to actually refract the light in a certain way in the iPhone sure. and allows you to break that down. So it was really cool marketing. Uh, yeah. uh, 
I mean, wait. don't forget that Ghostbusters was a really huge movie, too. I don't know if that even pays. Absolutely, it, it does, because Ghostbusters, the, the new video game, just got released, and it yeah. brings back ghosts and that whole motif yeah. back into modern-day uh, modern thought. So that right there is one of the things that we were looking at, because we saw, like, back in the day, we saw everybody who was talking about terminal reality and their game yeah. was coming out. So we thought, yeah, this is a perfect time for it. Okay. And, um, yeah, so are you going to then spend more time on the marketing than the actual game? I mean, in this case, it might actually be worthwhile. I don't know. Uh, yes and no. I mean, we've already written uh, what we're, like, for the website that we're actually going to set up for it. Um, that We've already done most of that work already. It's just a matter of making sure that we're releasing the marketing as soon as the game gets approved on the iPhone. Okay. And um, you also did a puzzle game for the iPhone, something like that. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Actually, we have two games that we're working on, uh, other games for the iPhone. One is a memory matching game, very similar to the game uh, Simon back in the 80s. But okay, yeah. we have uh, a variety of different, instead of having four pads, we have a variety of different pads. So you can get three, five, seven, or ten. Uh, and then we also have four different game modes for that as well. We also have a spelling game that we already have on our website. Website. Uh, it's an online game, and and the spelling game has already been licensed out to a few other partners. Okay. It's a very popular, very yeah. addictive game. You can actually check it out on our website on uh, com. It's called Word Burst, so we're releasing that onto the iPhone. The going back actually the Sonus, Sonus which is yeah. the memory matching game, we're actually turning that into an online game. So the way we see it is that whenever we're going to be developing the, these games, we're actually going to develop one game, one set of art, uh, one sure. set of logic, but we just need new code every time we put it onto a, a different platform. So it's a very easy porting process. And are these going to be multiplayer if you're going to do it online and stuff like that? Are you looking into that potential or? Is that those games are not necessarily going to be online. We will actually have a multiplayer component feature that we're adding into it, um, which will also be partly uh, social networking as well. Uh, we do have a trivia game that we've been working on, and that game we're also turning into a sort of a, it originally started as an XBLA title that had a multiplayer component, but we've had to draw back on that for the, for the um, iPhone and BlackBerry, and so we're actually drawing back on that, but still changing the multiplayer component, so we still have that. Uh, and when you design these games, what's the design process? Is it just prototyping the gameplay, or is it... Um like, you know, for the augmented reality game, it's not like you have a lot of references that you can go off of. Yeah, that's true. Um, basically, one of the one of the strengths of our studio is that we actually build games specific to the platform that we're building for. Um, so, in terms of the iPhone, we basically looked at it. What can we do that's going to use the camera, potentially the GPS system, uh, email, texting, uh, you know, a variety of different social networking features? And we figured out, okay, how are we going to? Okay, let you know. And, and we sat down, and, and it's myself and uh, the design director. And We'll sit down and we'll discuss exactly what we're going to put together. Uh, and then it's very quick prototyping levels, stages that we go to. So, you know, what what does it look and feel like? And we try to get that out within a couple of days. And where do you see then the future of uh, online game development and iPhone game development going? Uh, based on what you've been doing. 
Yeah, oh, based on what we're doing. Um, I see augmented reality games actually becoming a huge, huge uh, market uh, to the point where I can actually see it actually turning into its own genre. Uh, online games... I think online games, people are, are now so accustomed to paying nothing for their games online that online games are only really served either as a major game where you're going to monetize it, either an MMO or something where you're going to sell games directly, uh, or what's going to happen is that it's only used as a marketing tool to drive traffic to your website and introduce people to other games that are out there as well. Um, so any last words of advice or suggestions for other indie game developers out there who want to develop for the iPhone? or online? Maybe even about Unity, because uh, it's kind of interesting that you're using Unity. Has that helped you uh, with the development? Yeah, Unity has actually helped us a lot. Um, I, I think the, the most important thing is to actually, like I said, evaluate the game based on all the, all the features in a platform and build the game specific to the platform. If you're not doing that, you, you can't build one game and expect it to work on 50 different platforms, especially mobile. Uh, every every uh, mobile handset is going to have its own UI that you have to worry about. So the best thing to do is actually figure out what the UI component is and design around that. Still keep the same core logic, but you have to develop every game individually. Thank you very much.